Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Millennial Business Podcast, brought to you by Millennial Girls Media, where we teach you how to live, lead, create, and earn like a millennial. Our generation knows that technology and the way people do business over the next few years is going to blow your mind. So, if you want to stay up to date and relevant in this ever-changing world, strap in and get ready for the ride of your life. I'm your host, Taylor Victoria, and I'm going to teach you how millennials do business. All right, guys, welcome back to the Millennial Business Podcast. I am so happy to be here today. And today is a little bit of a different episode because usually I interview young millennials who are absolutely killing it and and changing the, the business game. But today I have somebody who is joining us that is a lot more experience and is going to be able to provide some really, really amazing value for the listeners. Um, I'm joined by David, who is the CEO and founder of DNA Worldwide. He is an author, an international speaker. He is doing some absolutely amazing stuff and has such great experience and knowledge to share with us today. So David, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and having me. I'm excited about our conversation. Yes, me too. Awesome. Um, So generally what I get everyone to do at the start is share a little bit about their story, how you got to where you are today. Um, So if you would like to do that for the audience, that would be amazing. That would be terrific. Uh, thank you. Well, uh, I, I uh, part of who I am as a as a person, my identity is that I was born and raised in Colorado. I live in Colorado now, and love uh, Colorado and the mountains and the whole maybe mountain lifestyle may influence a little bit of how my career unfolded. I grew up here and then we moved around a lot and. Um, By the time I entered the business world, I was actually working in Chicago and um, wanted to get back out west and had the opportunity to do so. I spent about 18 years in the corporate world. I worked for a very fun company early in my career, the Coors Brewing Company. And uh, when you're, you know, 24 years old and getting to work for a beer company, that's an awful lot of fun. It's a fun product, and uh, that was back at a time when it was um, really a fun, fun business. And I gradually worked my way up in sales and marketing, and then ultimately shifted careers and became the director of organization development for the Coors Brewing Company. And in that role, I began doing a lot of work that focused on working with the organization, the organization strategy, and developing the organization, as well as working with a variety of teams and individuals, uh, much of which involved uh, doing uh, coaching and um, helping individuals. I did a fair bit of academic and career counseling with individuals. And then uh, in 1993, I jumped out to start my own consultancy that focused on helping organizations with managing change better. And that included a lot of executive coaching. And since 1993, then, I have been um, consulting to many organizations and many individuals. And at uh, some point, uh, about five years ago, I really began to think about what I had learned in all of those years of working with a variety of companies and individuals. And that's what caused me to decide to write this book. 
and I love the title of your podcast because in the early goings of writing this book, one of the things that I knew I had to zero in on is who was my target audience? Mm. The basic premise of the book was that um, I thought millennials, because of the significance of their size, uh, they are the largest group since the baby boomers to begin influencing the world of business and work and so forth. Mm. So they're a very powerful force. Um, and I also felt that another key element was that if there was something to learn from my experience, that trial and error might not be the best way to go through life. And so I learned a lot of things sort of the hard way. And that f formed, again, sort of a framework for writing this book. And so my target audience was millennials. I thought I could help them accelerate their path to success, however they defined it. And um, so that's a bit of my background and story. Do you have any questions about any of that? I mean, the, the first thing that jumps out to me is of, of what you just said, uh, last said is how, how would somebody accelerate their success? How would a, a young millennial uh, accelerate their success in the business world or potentially in their career if they haven't taken that leap to um, start their own business yet? What are, what's sort of your framework or steps that you, you teach? Yes, that's a great question. Um, uh, let me give you just a very short insight into how I approached the book. I created an outline and then ultimately a model based on my experience in the business world and then in consulting to companies and coaching individuals. But I really felt that that was not enough. I I had my own frame of reference about success and about what it took to be successful, but I also did a considerable amount of research. I interviewed a wide variety of about 60 people that were uh, from a variety of different walks of life, different genders, different age groups, and I really wanted to focus in interviewing these people on what their view of success was. How did they see success? What were experiences they had in life that caused them to be successful? What were some of the people that they most admired in life and what made those people successful? And I collected all of this data and then distilled it down and created essentially the model, which is the nine dimensions of conscious success. So in answer to your question, if someone hadn't, you know, thought through what's my path to success, how can I ensure that I'll be successful in whether it's working for someone else or working in my own business, the nine things that I selected were a culmination of my experience and all those interviews to really zero in on. Um, and I initially I was concerned there were too many, but I realized Nine is a manageable number, number one, and we broke it out in terms of the model into three plus six. There are three foundational elements and then six differentiators. So the answer to your question is uh, people starting out or millennials really trying to chart their path, I believe they can accelerate where they want to get to by following some of the basic elements of this model of the nine dimensions. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And what what do you see the difference between because uh, you, you talk a lot about conscious success and yes. uh, some, some people I know 
like back home where I used to live in Canberra in Australia, um, there's not really any talk about um, conscious uh, leadership or conscious success or uh, being more conscious. What do you see as the, the difference between conscious success and just sort of normal success? Right. Um, I think the difference, number one, is having a model or a framework to follow. And number two, being more thoughtful and deliberate about it, which really ties to the nine dimensions. Um, one of the ways that I discussed this with one of my mentors, uh, we talked about, can you really control, you know, your path in life? And I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. I listened to one of your podcasts and uh, I remember the reference that you made was about a particular dynamic. And you said, if, if we as millennials or really anyone, um, you know, go down a certain path, um, that's really a choice, and we can cho- choose to take that path. We can also choose to take a different path, or if we choose a path and it's not working for us, we can choose to then make a shift, to make a turn, to go down a different path. And so the difference, um, I use this model, which is, you know, do we go through life sort of uh, the pinball uh, game of life, which is we're this little ball being bounced around inside a pinball machine, or can we guide it through deliberation and being more purposeful? So the nine dimensions are, and I'll again break down the three plus six. Mm-hmm. The nine dimensions, first the foundation starts with your purpose, being clear about what you think your purpose in life is, and we give you a framework for defining that. Then the other two foundational elements are, are you operating with high levels of self-awareness? Do you go through life knowing how you're showing up? How are you feeling? What is your, um, you know, what are your thought processes and so forth? And then uh, the third foundational element is social awareness. Are you going through life clear about how your words and actions influence or impact others? Then the differentiators in order are authenticity, work ethic and personal responsibility, listening, articulation, humor, and gratitude. And I'll wrap up the answer to your question by saying that the big difference is that you are deliberate in the way that you apply these things to the choices you make in life, Mm. as opposed to just sort of bouncing around in the pinball game of life. Um, You're deliberate, you're thoughtful, or the way that I like to say it is, you're living your life on purpose. Mm. I love that because um, one of the biggest things that changed my life when I was first getting into um, business and personal development was actually creating a 10-year vision for myself. And I never, ever felt in my life like I had a purpose or I had something that um, I was really working towards. And then when I created this vision for myself, it just completely changed my whole mindset, my whole out outlook on life because I finally felt like I had a purpose and something that I was here to do on the earth. Um, so I love that that's the very first thing and you actually help people to figure out that because so many people that I speak to, especially young people, they say, Oh, I don't know. Like, how do you figure out your purpose? I don't know how to, 
how to figure that out. I don't know what I like or so many people actually don't even know what they're passionate about because they haven't tried a lot of things. So um, the fact that you, you break that down and you really um, empower people to figure out their purpose and give them the steps to do that, I think is absolutely amazing. Um, We've got a whole process in the book for people to write their own personal purpose statement. And by the way, that's not something that has to be cast in stone. If somebody's 25 and they're trying to figure out their purpose, you know, again, the process, uh, that, that whole question of what's your purpose in life, uh, that can be a little daunting to people. Um, and so you, you have to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, I believe it was Mark Twain who said the two most important reason or two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day you figure out why. And I love that because at some point, whether you're 25 or in my case, maybe it happened a lot later in life, that point at which you say, here's why I was really placed on the planet is a very mm. powerful experience. Yes, definitely. And, and also, um, I love that self-awareness is the second thing because so many people go through life and they don't even know sort of what they, what they feel, what they're thinking, um, or even are trying to tap into that sort of stuff. The, it was funny the other day I, I had a situation that came up and it, it triggered an old story um, that sometimes I let control me a little bit um it was to do with money and i got a little bit triggered by a certain situation that had come up and for the first time in my life i was able to actually instead of letting the stress and the fear and the overwhelm control me i was able to actually almost like take a step outside of my own head and be like hmm this is interesting that this is triggering you again because i thought that you'd worked on this why is this triggering you? Um, why, why are you feeling this way? Like, where are you feeling it in your body? And, and what can you do to, to stop this feeling or to move through it? And so to actually have the self-awareness to realize that I was getting triggered and then say, why am I getting triggered by this? And how can I move through this feeling? Right. I, 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 I just sat down and journaled like a page in my diary. And after I'd, I created a plan of how I was going to fix the problem and, and move through the feeling. And it was great. Within half an hour, the feeling was gone. But before, if I didn't have that sort of self-awareness and I wasn't able to come to that realization, then I would have let that stress and overwhelm consume me for the whole day. Um, so I think it's so important for people to start tapping in and listening to the the thoughts and the stories that are constantly coming up inside their head, because that's, that's really what controls your success. I think is one of the main things obviously is, is those thoughts and those stories that are constantly coming up in your head. Would you agree? I totally agree. And I think your story is a very important and instructive story. And I pull three things from it. Number one, in you and listening to you tell that story, you were demonstrating number one that you were um, wanting to create a heightened sense of self awareness. Mm. The absence of this of choosing self awareness is that you'll you may have thoughts, emotional reactions, you're reacting, 
in the moment. But what you were willing to do is say, I, I really need to get a higher level of self-awareness about what's going on. The second thing I pulled out of your story is that you addressed it by asking a series of questions. That's a very powerful process. Mm. And, you know, those questions that you ask are great ones. And it just caused you to reflect, you know, why is this happening or why am I reacting in this way? And the third thing I took which is also a very powerful part of the self-awareness process is being willing to take some time and write things down. There's actually some research that connects the tactile experience of writing things down with the emotional and intellectual uh, process that goes on in our body. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a very uh, powerful experience, I guess. And I was shocked at myself and I actually, called my coach afterwards and I was like, oh my God, guess what I just did? And I, I told him and he was like, damn. I'm like, do I even need to pay you as my coach anymore? Can I just coach myself now? <laughs> he was like, no, 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 no. Like we still can keep working. We still have work to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, he just said, I've got a lot more layers that need to peel back, not just one one story of how I can coach myself through one certain thing. So, but yeah, it was I think just, it's excellent um, though. Yeah. It was a very, very eye opening experience to, I guess, take the time. Yeah. As you said, to write down and reflect, it really helped me to quite quickly move through those feelings of overwhelm and stress, um, which was very powerful. And so I would love to, because you have so much experience. You spoke a little bit about it at the start, but um, really in terms of how to build your brand and how to become successful, consciously successful in building your brand and building your business, do you have any um, tactical advice or things that you could share with the audience that really worked well for you over the years or um, an upcoming trend that you might see any sort of tactical advice about building brand? Well, I think that that's uh, number one, a great question. And I think that that's uh, very compatible with two of the elements in the book. Mm -hmm. um, your brand should really reflect, I think the impact, your personal brand should reflect the impact that you want to make on the planet, on others, on, and by the way, you know, I, I use this construct a lot of, you know, what's the impact on the planet. That may sound like this huge, gigantic thing, but, you know, my belief is each and every one of us, any one person can create a huge impact. And it may be in a small circle of people, but it may have an impact on the planet as a whole. So when you're building your brand, again, I think it starts with, um, and I'll take, I'll zero in on two of the, of the dimensions, if you will. I think it starts sure. with purpose again. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose? And we walk in building that personal purpose statement. We walk through a series of questions. I'll, I'll give you two of the questions that I think are useful. Number one, in life, what is it you think you're good at? And secondly, what do you really like to do? Now, through a process of um, of writing and exploring and other questions, you begin to then narrow down, well, here's, you know, a pathway that isn't just a random thing. I've actually given it serious, deliberate thought. Mm. And I think it could very well be, 
you know, linked to the brand that I want to create for myself. The other, uh, and it's one of the differentiators, in fact, it's the first differentiator, is authenticity. And so mm. I think in terms of building a brand, it starts with being very authentic. I came out of the consumer products business where branding is a very key part of products, uh, product marketing, and so forth. Having the brand proposition, the brand definition, and you know how is it that you're going to take this brand to market in a way that people see that the brand meets a need or addresses something that will add value. And um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, I think it was Oscar Wilde who said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And the, um, the beauty of that is, I think many people go through life, I think there were times when I did it, when I may have chosen a path or chosen something that might have been related to my personal brand, because I thought it was something that someone else wanted for me, or I thought it was the right thing to do, or maybe working in a large corporation, it would have been a, let's say, a politically correct thing to do. But that's not real authenticity. Yeah. Then what that means is I'm operating in service to some other calling or some other person or some other direction. So I think start with that basis, that foundational basis of what your purpose is, and then always try and be yourself and be as honest with yourself as you possibly can. And a, and a good question to ask there is, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I love that because I, I actually had um, a young lady messaging me on Instagram the other day um, saying that, she wants to build her own business and she wants to, by the time she, she was 15 and, and by the time she was uh, 19, she wanted to be fully location independent and build a huge business and be super successful. Um, she wanted to start with Facebook advertising and I was like, okay, so do, do you know how to run ads and do you know, um, why do you want to do Facebook advertising? Are you passionate about that? And she was like, no, not really, but I know it's a good way to make money. And I'm like, okay, so are you passionate about business? Are you passionate about sales and making money? And, and she was like, no, I'm actually passionate about traveling. I just want to travel. And I'm like, so do you, do you actually want to uh, have a business and, and put in the, the couple of years of hard work? And she was like, no, not really. And I'm like, this is potentially not the best option for you then because <laughs> having a business is really hard, girl. Like it's not something that uh, is easy, especially to start with. If you're 15, it's, um, it, it's going to be more difficult getting clients because people will say, oh, well, you're only a kid. Why, why should we trust you to do our Facebook advertising if you've got no experience? And so it was just interesting um, speaking to her she had created sort of this idea in her head that she wanted to start this business and she wanted to do Facebook advertising and blah, 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 because in, she was telling herself that that's what she wanted to do. But in reality, all she wanted to do was travel. And I thought it was very interesting because not a lot of people are actually cut out to be business owners. I think, I think uh, it's being very glorified at the moment in terms of social media and being an entrepreneur and, um, all of this sort of stuff. And so 
it was just interesting speaking to her that this was sort of an idea that she told herself that she wanted to do so that she could travel the world, but she didn't actually really want to own a business. <laughs> yeah. I, and there again, that's through some process of exploration. It's really critical to get to that point where you ask a series of questions, the questions that you asked her so she could get to a greater point of clarity. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think in terms of authenticity as well, it's, I, I love that we, we live in an era where it's actually, they're making it so easy to show up authentically on social media because people don't want to see sort of the fake, the, the, the Instagram feeds that are so perfect that it makes you feel shitty about yourself. And, um, and, and I get so much feedback on my personal Insta stories actually, where I'm just being silly and making up some, dumb little skits or something like that, or just being funny. And people love that because they just want to connect. They want to feel the authenticity and they want to feel like they're actually watching or speaking to or um, consuming content of a person, not so much a big sort of company or, um, or a big business. So I think those two points those, those questions that you ask and then auth- authenticity as well, definitely um, are, are huge factors in terms of how people can build their businesses and really um, show up and, and create something that they're proud of because at the end of the day, you, you want to have a business that you love and that you're proud of and you don't want to be selling products if you, if you're not, if you don't like it. You want to be doing something that you actually enjoy and you like doing. Well, right. And I think uh, another thing that I would offer, I think that the whole world of social media is very powerful and very important. It is a, it is a great advancement for how people are able to connect. I counterbalance that also, and um, I have to be careful that it's not just a reflection of my, uh, my vintage and my frame of reference. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Really, I grew up with the notion of, um, you know, everything that I learned in business about being successful had an awful lot to do with face-to-face kind of contact. And so while I think social media is excellent, I think if you're saying, I really want whatever I do in life, whatever my business is going to be, to be based on a very high level of authenticity, I think pretty much the most authentic any of us can ever be is to be very present in the moment with another human being. And that's the ultimate demonstration of authenticity is that, um, that personal contact face-to-face. That, again, is not to say there isn't great power and value in social media. I think we need both. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, it, I noticed when I was living back in Australia um, in terms of the business community and and young people having businesses, uh, especially online businesses back where I used to live, um, there was not a lot of people who were sort of doing that. Um, And the community was very small and I didn't really uh, have many connections at all. And then when I moved to Bali, there is such a huge community here of entrepreneurs and business owners who are all working online or, or coaches or doing this amazing stuff. And I've, I've really made a conscious effort to throw myself into the community and get myself out there. And it, 
it makes such a difference because when you actually make friends with people and connect with them and, and show them love and provide them value, then they're willing to do the same for you. If they hear, oh, this person needs a social media marketing person, then they refer me because I've, I'm their friend. I've provided value to them. I have helped them with something. Or, so I, I totally agree and I have experienced firsthand the, the benefits that um, really having that face-to-face contact can have and building those connections offline as well as online because it's important to have both, I think. Right. One of the ways that I have uh, expressed this in in various um, uh, vehicles in the past is mm-hmm. when you look at the sociology or the anthropology of it, human beings are basically a herding animal. We thrive on some sort of connection with other human beings. And so I always coach uh, people in terms of their interactions, that there's nothing wrong with using the technology, but don't use it as a replacement for human contact. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so we, we need to wrap up soon. I, I, I like to keep these episodes relatively short um, because I know people's attention spans are not that long anymore. Um, but I really want you to tell people where they can find your book, where they can find um, the nine dimensions, dimensions of conscious success um, and how they can find you online as well. Thank you for asking. First of all, Amazon is the easiest way to, uh, to find the book. Um, and the full title of the book is the nine dimensions of conscious success. It's all about you. Uh, They can find it online by getting to that title. They can find it by using my name, David E. Nielsen, and my last name is spelled N-I-E-L-S-O-N. And my website is davidenielsen.com, which goes into all of the work that I do, but is really very heavily focused on the book. Um, And by the way, you you talked about uh, earlier, you know, your own self-awareness thing. One of the things that I knew we wanted to do with the book Um, was give people a tool to compare themselves on these nine dimensions. And so there's also an assessment that you can take. And uh, again, the website, davidenielsen.com, gives you all the information that you need to go online and be able to access that assessment. But um, uh, And the best place, again, to buy the book is on Amazon. Amazing. What what does, what's the assessment do again? Sorry, what's the assessing? The assessment allows you to, it does two things. Number one, we ask a series of questions that are all directly linked to the nine dimensions. And so as you answer the questions, then you'll get scores on that particular dimension. And depending on the scores, we, we score it on a fairly simple scale of one, two, three. Depending on the scores, then we give you very specific tactics or action items. So if you score, score low on, on certain elements or dimensions of listening, then we give you very specific recommendations in the report. So when you do the assessment online, you're then sent a report that gives you uh, those recommendations. Ah, that's cool. I'm going to go, I'm going to do that and see how I score. <laughs> Sounds very interesting. Um, David, thank you so much for joining me. I feel like you dropped so much wisdom for us today. 
I hope the listeners have found um, everything that you've had to say as valuable as I have. I know um, there's definitely some things that I want to go and sort of have a look at, have a think about in terms of my own business, my own branding. Um, Definitely want to take that assessment online just to see how I score. Um, Is there anything else you would love to say to the audience? Maybe one last thing that you would like to share? Well, the final um, the final dimension in the book is gratitude. So the final thing that I really feel I should wind up with is, is a large thanks to you for being willing to have me on the podcast and for inviting me. And a very large thank you to all the listeners who uh, were willing to listen to this, and I hope you got value. And then a sort of thank you in advance to anybody who is motivated to go and buy the book. We certainly appreciate it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks, Taylor. Want even more millennial business insights and to connect with like-minded business owners from around the world? Join our Facebook community for tips on how to take your business to the next level and chat with myself and other listeners. All you have to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial girls media gang to be a part of this wonderful community. For show notes and downloads, head to www.themillennialbusinesspodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's guest and me. If you enjoyed this week's show, would you just take a screenshot and post it to your Insta story? I know this episode could help so many other business owners to see the amazing changes that they can make to grow their business exponentially. Until next time, my awesome listeners, keep chasing your big business goals and thank you so much for tuning in to the Millennial Business Podcast.